Welcome to TTP Turnbuckle Talk podcast. You're joined by Kieran Cooper and John Dugan. This podcast is sponsored by Dirty Blondes. Dirty Blondes is a dive bar located in the heart of Blackpool, famous for their banging tunes, cocktails and 18-inch pizzas. The only place to get a pizza as big as your table across the Fab Coast. If you're in Blackpool, check them out. They're on Facebook and on Instagram. That's Dirty Blondes Blackpool. Let's talk wrestling. Hello, John. Hello. How are you? I'm good, yeah. How, how are you doing? I'm good. I've watched a lot of wrestling this week. <laughs> yeah, me too. Been doing a lot of research. Yeah. So our idea with this episode is that tomorrow, the 27th, it's the 20th anniversary of SummerSlam 2000. So we thought, let's give it a good review and we'll tie in the SummerSlam that's just been a few days ago. Yeah. So we've got a lot to get in. We've got a lot of, uh, to get, we've got a lot to get through. Uh, just before we do, I just want to uh, have a shout out to Ian Gooder. Uh, he's from Norfolk. He messaged us and uh, just said that he really enjoyed the debut episode. Now he's got a movie podcast. If you're into movies, this is your podcast for you. Um, he's on Instagram, and you can also check out his website, which is bestfilmever.podbean.com. Like I said, if you're into movies, that's for you. Check him out. He's really good. Yeah, it's really good. I've listened to a couple of episodes. Yeah, I mean, he covers yeah. stuff from, like, Speed to Shrek to Clueless. Like I said, you know what I mean? If you're into movies, it's definitely, it's definitely for you. Right, let's get into SummerSlam. So this is SummerSlam 2000. Now, just a key note about this is just before Austin got injured. Uh, he he got in, yeah, he got he got injured uh, the pay per view before I think. So basically, they were trying to, you know, their big star was out of action, so they needed a lot of people to kind of step up. Yeah, um, and. From that, you had a lot of people that probably wouldn't be, you know, considered main card stepping up to that that big spotlight. Yeah, I think at the time, um, every, well, as well, you had the, the Monday Night War, so everyone was clubbing together to try and make it the best they could. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was who's going to take Steve Austin's spot, which for me, I think... There's like only one person that could. Are you gonna say um, the Rock? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, no, uh, you know, Triple H was was climbing up the ranks at this point as well. I know, but I I just think as a like Triple H is good, but like I said last week, I'm a big Rock fan, so I just think him getting into. This sort of moment. It's the year he won the uh, Royal Rumble as well, in 2000. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it's really like the, the year the, the rock sort of rose up to what we everyone knows him for now. Mm. I mean, when he first came in, he was hated, he was booed. Yeah. <laughs> he used to get the die, die, rocky die chance. 
Yeah, so it's, it's strange how things come about. But let's get into SummerSlam, right? So this is a packed pay-per-view. Uh, the first match is right to censor uh, in a six-man tag against Scotty Too Hotty, Gra- um, Grandmaster Sexy and Rikishi. What yeah. are your thoughts on right to censor? I mean, I hate them, but that's them doing their job right. Yeah, I hate. <laughs> uh, I just hate. I remember them at the time. I hated them then, and I still hate them now. There's nothing likable about them. They're not a likable heel. They're 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 a real heel where there's nothing to like about them at all. Is there? Even that entrance music, it's just a oh, siren. <laughs> oh God, it was, yeah. it was terrible. I think it's a it's a good idea for a gimmick because it was kind of like. At the time, I'm sure I'm right in thinking that uh, WWF, which it was then, was getting um, a lot of backlash off parent groups. Um, and I think they might have even been called right to censor, you know. I think yeah. that's where they get the name from. So it's a good sort of like FU to them and sort of making them part of uh, like storylines. I think it, it was quite a good idea. Yeah, and you know the Godfather had his um his hose. Please excuse me. This is uh early two thousand, and um, <laughs> his hose that took off him, and it became the Goodfather. Yeah, which like you hate about it, but obviously that's you know that's they're doing it on purpose. But you know they, they did well with it. Yeah, it's got to be his worst gimmick, but he's still still pretty good. But yeah, he's not. It's not my favorite. Incarnation. So, uh, I mean, Scotty Hotty, Grandmaster Sexy Makishi, like, I, I love think, them. They're so fun. And they, you I know think, what? They, they remind me of um, like a new day back in 2000. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I think this time, this is probably when they were at the peak. Yeah. Where, I mean, like we talk about when we were in school, I think everyone in school even knew who these guys were. And there was like, I just remember people on the school field trying to do the warm and stuff like that. And yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I think I just think they were good. Well, they're more like a stable than a tag team, aren't they? But yeah, I think, yeah, it works. I mean, this match straight away, it kind of delivered. Like it was a really good match. I mean, all of them were actually really good wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, we've seen, is it Scotty Too Hoy that we've seen? Live? We did. We've seen him at the Winter Gardens. And he's still, he's still that character, isn't he? He's yeah. not changed in it. Um, I mean, and when he does the worm, like the pop you get from the audience, people just love it. The worm, I'm not, <laughs> I don't mean in a bad way, but it's pretty much similar to the people's elbow. And yeah. It's just ridiculous. It's a ridiculous move, but it's, it's great to see. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I think it was a good matchup because... It was two total opposites of teams. There was that team that was the, you know, the uh, sort of like a no-fun team, aren't they, really? Um, right to censor. And uh, I just think Tukil can never do any wrong at that time. Yeah. And now it's funny how this match ends because... Um... Scott Too Hot is doing the worm, and just as as he's about to, you know, drop his elbow, um, 
he gets super kicked right right in the face. Yeah. Um, and the crowd I were mean, mental. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a good... It's not what you'd be expecting. Because you usually think that heels like that would lose. And the fact that they ended up winning was a surprise to me. I know it was like 20 years ago, but I can't remember every result. So I was expecting to kill to be to win somehow, and it's just yeah, yeah, great match, like great that. ending. Like as an opening card, like faultless, I think. I think it was really, really good. I mean, some yeah, like you said, some of the wrestlers in that match. Steve Richards was always pretty good. Yeah, well, he's from yeah. E- he came from ECW, I think. Mm. Yeah, he's then, he's a really uh, good wrestler. You obviously had uh, the Good Father. He was, you know, he's Hall of Famer, isn't he? The Godfather. Mm. Rikishi, obvious, come from a good wrestling family. Even uh, Grandmaster Sexy. Grandmaster Sexy, you know, his dad's commentating on him. Yeah, his dad's uh, the king, Jerry the King Roller. Um, I think, you know, when he first came in, I'm sure he was billed as, as that, like being the son of the king, but they obviously went away from that and changed his character to this character but yeah I think it's just worked doesn't it it was yeah. um yeah it was a good match what was it like five minute match mm, which yeah, is I mean, weird because there's a lot happens in the match yeah well it's just a fast paced energy and it's like when New Day wrestle the Uzos you know it just you know it's going to be a fun energetic match and that's what I like about this opening match yeah I think at the time that time as well, like these are med card, you would say. But I remember watching every week and you still wanted to watch the med card. Yeah. You know, the likes of that are like too cool and even like gang do you remember Gangrel? Yeah. Uh he was med card, but I I watched them every week. Just I think mainly just for his entrance. Yeah. I think it's the same with um too cool. <laughs> you just wait to see the dance, don't you? Yeah, everyone loves that dance where they get the was glasses. It, I think it was last year they did the dance at the Royal Rumble as well, which was always a good point. Okay. I'm sure it was 2001 as well. So then the next match, uh, we're going to Road Dog these X-Pac. Yeah. Um, I, what I've noticed about all these matches is they all had good build-up. They all had a reason for why they were wrestling each other. No matter how ridiculous it was, because there's one match that's ridiculous in this card, but it still had like a story into why they were wrestling each other, and I think that's what's missing now. People just wrestling each other for the sake of wrestling each other. Yeah, well, I think we've said this before. Like, you know, back then they had this proper kind of soap opera drama kind of feel to it, and it was all about storylines and wrestling. When now it's you don't really get that big build-up of storylines. Mm. That's what you're missing, though, I feel. Yeah. I mean, what do you think of this match? Because I'm a bit... I don't know. I was a bit... I didn't know who I wanted to win because I was a big fan of both of them. I mean, I think X-Pac's... Thinking about it, X-Pac at the time was one of my favourite wrestlers. Especially when he was... Do you remember when he was on a tag team with the, uh, Kane? With Kane, yeah. That was really good. Yeah. I always thought he was like a decent decent enough wrestler. And Road Dog is... Again, uh, he's got a lot of charisma, hasn't he, Road Dog? 
as a wrestler, you forget how good he actually was. I don't think he gets enough recognition for that. I think he's yeah. just he's just sort of seen as like being a member of DX. But if you actually watch his matches, he's actually not that bad. And X Pac's got to be one of them. like I said, he's got to be up there, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean they're both good wrestlers, but what I what I found about this match is it was over too quick. Like I wanted more. Like they kind of they didn't really get into it, and by the time they by the time they sort of started to get into it, it was over. Yeah, looking at it, it was only on for four and a half minutes. Yeah, it just wasn't long enough for me. I wanted more. I bet yeah, the build up was probably longer. I mean, I could easily got rid of the the bloody divas match and put more of this match on. I just wanted, wanted yeah. more from it. <laughs> we'll get to that, but yeah. <laughs> um, but as well, I think, because I mean, they shook hands at the end, didn't they? But if I remember rightly, did one of them attack the other? I can't. Yeah, I think it was um, yeah. X-Pac, wasn't it, who attacks World Dog? Yeah, they were trying to do it like they respected each other, then obviously you get the, the turn, which, again, I wasn't expecting, but I don't know why, because that's usually what happens, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's a good match, but again, I, I feel like most time you watch wrestling matches, it's usually a heel against a baby face, and I don't know who was who in this one. I think they were both baby faces. I, I, I guess so. But, I mean, um, it, it was good. It just, like, four minutes isn't long enough, especially for... People of that quality, X Pac and Road Dog. Strange as it sounds, with like one of the other matches that the worst match on here, that's just it kind of feels like it's a filler. Was it, it a last minute? Maybe it does. It, it's that kind of it kind of does feel like a you know a match that just filled put in just to fill time. I mean, what's for nobody can yeah. have a four minute match really. No, I mean the ma- the first match is only. Just under five minutes as well. So the first two matches were over within ten minutes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's not. It's not a match I'd remember. But then to contradict myself, the first match, um, you know, the six-man tag was only five minutes, only a minute less than, um, sorry, a minute more than the Rodak match. But I felt like it was, you know, it satisfied me. There was enough in it. Yeah, yeah, they got all the tricks in. Yeah, where I think this match it didn't. No, I just don't think it did it really. Yeah. Um. um so yeah. Anyway, X Pac won that match, and then he turned on Road Dog. Okay, so the next match was Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Guerrero, and China these Val Venus and Trish Stratus. Now this was um um this both sex. Yeah, it was a. Intercontinental Championship Interagenda Tag Team Match. That's the one. That's the one. A bit of a mouthful. Yeah, so this is a weird one. So Val Venus had the belt, and if he got pinned by China or Eddie, he would lose a belt. Yeah. Now, Trish Stratus... Val Venus didn't want Trish Stratus to get involved in this match. He just wanted to kind of win the match by himself. Uh, yeah, pretty much. And it's early. I think it was early to Stratus because she wasn't that good at wrestling in this. Yeah. 
Where I think no. a year, if you think a year after this match is probably when she was starting to get quite decent with the matches yeah, she would have against Lita and stuff like that. She looks very wooden in this match. Yeah. But um, um I can't remember how it pans out, but basically try, um Trish Stratus does get involved in the match and Trish Stratus ultimately loses the belt um on you know through China pinning Trish. Yeah. And Val Venus is fuming that uh, it's Trish that has lost him the belt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, you do get matches like this, don't you, where the, the champion doesn't have to be pinned. Um, but I've never seen it like this, where it's uh, like an inter-gender tag team match is a bit of a weird one. Yeah. Because usually a woman can't win any of the main belts. So, yeah. Well, I mean, China was um, wrestling guys, you know. That's what, and that's what she, she openly said she wanted to wrestle with men. Um, so I think Vince McMahon kind of gave her a bit of leeway. Yeah, because well, I think, I mean, you'll see in the match later on, if you look at who she would have been wrestling against, you can see why they went down that road. Well, this is an interesting one. So we've got a question. Someone's uh, messaged in from uh, Josh Taylor from Guildford, North Carolina. And he's put the question, are you happy that China won the Intercontinental Belt considering all the legends that won it prior? Am I happy? Yeah. Um, I think so. I think it's good that, you know, there was that opportunity for... China to do that. Yeah. Well, let's look at the legends that won it prior. You had Ricky Steamboat, Rick Rude, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, Steve Austin, Edge. Yeah. I mean, pretty much anyone that's won that belt has went on to be a Hall of Famer, if I think rightly. Yeah. Um, I can't, like, I've got an encyclopedia on WWE and you look through who's won it and there isn't a bad wrestler amongst them. No, and I think this is the thing, right? Because let's put let's put this into, into perspective here. China was 5'10 in height. She used to bench press 360 pounds, uh, deadlift 415. She was a big woman. She used to be bigger than some of the male opponents that she used to wrestle against. Yeah. To me, I think it's sad because I think she was ahead of her time. Also, just to point out something, this isn't the first time she won it. This was the second. Yeah, that is she correct. She won it before. She went to beat um, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, the question should be, are you happy that she was a two-time and a continental champion? Yeah, which... I am. Um, yeah, I think because to win it once, it, obviously going with storyline, you can you can win the belt by a fluke, can't you? Yeah. So to win it twice is a lot more. Um, yeah. But I mean, like I said, China. It's sad because I don't think she was really appreciated back in the you know early early two thousands. If you put her into WWE now, she would be a monster. I mean, imagine. China versus um, Charlotte Flair. 
Yeah, and I think as well with China, a wrestling did get better. Obviously, in this in the beginning, it's quite wooden, but she wasn't. She was wasn't she a weightlifter? Yeah, she was. Um, I think she got found in a gym, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, you know, she's not going to have the skills there, but I think she did start to learn them, and she could have a decent match. I remember the match, her last match. I'm sure it was on. I mean, I may be wrong. I remember watching a match of hers on either a pay-per-view or Heat. It may have been the Sunday Night Heat, where the storyline was that she hurt herself. But prior to that, she was having some decent matches. Obviously, the way she went out wasn't the best. Um, so it's just dropped, wouldn't you? Yeah. But, I mean, I, I, I really feel sorry for China because she had quite a, a muscular, you know, uh, body. And she she got a chin, um, you know, defined so it was more feminine, um, she had a boob job so they were more feminine, you know, fe- feminine. Um, like she, she just didn't feel accepted, um, and I, and I felt sad. It was just the, the sign of the times back in ninety nine, two thousand. Yeah, I think um, yeah, because as we said, like women wrestling at this time just wasn't taken seriously at all. So it was. For her to win this is, I think it's a big moment, especially to win it twice. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a shame it doesn't happen now. But then they don't have, they don't really do agenda wrestling, do they? No. Um, but I suppose you could have a stipulation like this again to do that. But then it's, yeah, it's how you keep that going, I suppose. Um. Yeah, I think it was a decent enough match. Val Venus was always <laughs> a good gimmick as well, wasn't it? Yeah, Val Venus was really good. Um, yeah, I mean, the innuendos that Val Venus would <laughs> do, I mean, his, his finishing move was called the money shot, which I don't <laughs> think he'd get away with now. Well, he was a male porn star. That's what his gimmick was. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but like I know that now, but I'm sure at the time I didn't even realize that. I don't think it was something advertised too much. Maybe when he first came in, yeah. I think if he was a bit older, you would have clicked onto it. But I suppose we were quite young when we watched it. Mm. I mean, if he was in WWE now, he'd probably be like a YouTuber or something, wouldn't he? Not a a porn star. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. But yeah, no, it's, um, good, it's a good question from uh, Josh Taylor from Guildford, North Carolina. So thank you for getting, thank you for getting in touch. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I, like I said, I'm quite happy. I think there's, I could probably pick someone worse than China. There's one out. Yeah. Um, none of off the top of my head. Like I said, I went through the list, and there's some. There's a, it's like a who's who of uh, good wrestlers. Yeah, um, I, just, I just think because back then the belt was, you know, it was on a pedestal. You know, if you won it, you was, you know, the next big thing. You were a big superstar. Yeah. Eddie Guerrero as well. I, I used to love Eddie Guerrero. Um, 
so it's always good seeing him. Uh, I mean, I he wasn't a continental champion as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did, I did, this, this gimmick he did with China, I thought was always a quite a good pairing. Um, it's, it's such a character that you're missing now, isn't it? With, um, you don't really get characters like that anymore. No. This is a shame. Um, yeah, I think this was a good match as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, and like a good finish as well. China winning the belt. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Well, it's, um, it's been a good SummerSlam so far. <laughs> so far. <laughs> yeah, so far. Yeah, we'll get on to that. Okay. Um, so the next match uh, is Taz v King. Jerry the King Lawler. Right. I was surprised by how much I enjoyed this match. Do you know what? I'm with you on that match. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. Because I just thought, oh, this is ridiculous. Um, I mean, <laughs> as soon as I seen the sweetie jar, I just knew that was going to be used at some point. Okay, yeah. But... So they, they have a sweetie jar on the, on the uh, announce table, which... I've never ever seen before in all <laughs> my life. But hey ho, today it's it's on the uh, the, the announce table, and uh, you know Taz comes off like a bit of a bully, um, and you know King is like an old school wrestler, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. I mean, in a way, people would say that King was the one that brought wrestling mainstream with what he did with um, Andy Kaufman. Yeah. He sort of brought it to the masses um, and set it up for that sort of... It's kind of like the seed that the wrestling we see now, in a way. If you actually look at it, you, you can definitely see that. Yeah. Well, um, the, the King's first SummerSlam appearance was 1993 against Bret Hart. Is this the... What was it like a suck my toe match or something? Ridiculous. Guess my uh, feet match. What was it? It's something like that, wasn't it? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've actually seen his debut SummerSlam match. Uh, I would have been three uh, at that point, so I need to kind of maybe look back at that match. I think when I've watched like, you know, when you watch like wrestling documentaries on people's careers, I'm sure I've seen mm. something along that line. Suck um, my toe match. Because, well, when Kane was um, Isaac Yankum. Yeah, the dentist. He was brought in as King's dentist. Right, okay. I think it was around about that time he brought men to wrestle Bret Hart, if I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah, that's just (laughs) a little thing I remember. Um, Yeah, I think it was a good match. So, I mean... I mean, was it a match? Was it even a match? Well, as a match. I, I guess so. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, the big, you know, point of this is where Taz is giving Jr. some shit. You know, he's saying, "I'm going to come after you next," and he gets Jerry, the King Waller, in a in a headlock, and then Jr. gets up, gets his sweetie jar that's appeared from nowhere, and he smashes it over Taz's head. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, Taz fell quite quick, didn't he? I mean, I'm not saying this is a bad spot to be in, but Taz came in and... Taz came in this year during the Royal Rumble and was the first person to beat Kurt Angle. So that's in January. So, like, a few... You know, this is August and he's wrestling the commentators. What happened? I don't know why. It's like they brought him in, set him up high, and then all of a sudden he's he's doing this, which is confusing. I mean, if this happened now, I'd be annoyed with it. I'm kind of annoyed with it now. I, I think it's just... Like uh, Taz. It's just I think to, Taz is there better than this. Yeah, Taz is better than this, but I think it was just to kind of show off that he's a bully and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't care who's going to pick on. And JR is the heart of the WWF. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you pick on JR, you, you're a scumbag. Everyone loves JR. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't think I've never... I mean, King's a bit here and there, isn't it? But JR... Because King's your typical heel commentator. He's always against what what should be like. Mm. Thing, isn't it? Um, yeah. I just, I just think they dropped the ball with us. I love Taz's theme music. I think it was a good... When you hear that, it, you know, I just, I don't know. I mean, it, again, there was a good story to it. So, there was, you know, they weren't just doing it for the sake of it. But, yeah. It's another, like, less than five-minute match. Yeah. Um, I was quite happy with it, though, even though it was five minutes. You know, I think it kind of it had all it could have had. It couldn't have been any better... Really, couldn't have really done anything more with the match. Yeah. Like, I don't know where it would go from that. What happened after this? Any idea? Um, I don't think it... I don't think there was a massive follow-up, really. I think it was just kind of, um, you know, Taz just being that kind of bully um, character, that, you know, the gimmick. Yeah. Um, I mean, Taz losing as well. He lost to a pin. Yeah. Although when JR smashes that um, the glass on his, the you know the jam jar, sweetie jar, whatever you want to call it, over his head. Um, I mean, it shatters in a million pieces, and instantly he starts bleeding. Don't yeah, don't he cut himself? That was yeah. He actually did cut himself, didn't he? I mean, JR was bleeding after that. Yeah, because he gets him literally right above the eyebrow. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the thing. I know it's probably like sugar glass. But sugar glass is still like, cut you. But like, I mean, it's JR, still hard. It's not like you're not getting hit by something. Yeah. It's just the way JR kind of, he literally, he doesn't just swipe it across his head. He literally forces it into his forehead. Hmm. Um... Yeah, <laughs> he 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 went all in, didn't he? Mm. But um, you know, overall, I think it 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 couldn't have done it anymore. It was for what it was. It was a good match, good story, good build up. Yeah, I think this whole pay per view definitely has has them. Um, mm. like I said, yeah. I mean, again, it's not a match of 
remember or want to watch again. But mm-hmm. it, it fits in well with uh, the SummerSlam, I think. No. However, a match I do want to remember, is that my segue, was <laughs> uh, the Shane v. Uh, Steve Blackman match. Yeah. That's, now this, John, uh, tell me through this match. Right. This is the match I remember showing my mates any time they told me wrestling's thick. And <laughs> watching it back, I mean, there's elements, but it's an amazing match to watch. It's, I think, it's just like, it's early Jamie McMahon. He, he gets better than this, but this is sort of him going all out. There's a bit of everything in this match. And yeah, it, and... I mean, um... I remember when I first when I first started talking to you about wrestling, I've always said Jamie McMahon's one of my favourite wrestlers. And it's because of matches like this. He's just unbelievable. He he just throws it. He doesn't have to either. He doesn't have to be doing what he's doing in this match. I think this this is what I like about Shane. He will do everything for the business, for the audience, for everyone out there yeah. watching. He wants to put on the best show. You know, even if it means compromising his health or his, you know, doing some crazy stunts, he will do it. If the if he knows it will get a big pop, he will do it. Yeah, yeah, I've got a lot of respect for Shane McMahon. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I just remember I remember watching it. Cause I had this recorded because I didn't, like I said, I didn't ask guys what. So I think I got my sister to record it, and I remember watching this, and I was just. Oh, I just couldn't believe what I'd seen. As well, I mean, Steve Blackman. With re- with wrestling, the best, some of the best wrestlers are the ones that sell. It's not the ones that are winning all the matches. It's the ones that are like doing stuff like this. Like, yeah, why would it and- be? It's it's such a weird thing, isn't it? Why why would it be for someone to be thrown? that high down and you think he's the better one, which is weird. But, yeah, it's just, it's a great match. It's unbelievable. So, Steve Blackman is beating the shit out of Shane McMahon. There's one point where Shane McMahon is on his knees and Steve Blackman gets a dustbin lid and he spins and pelts him on the back of the head and the sound it makes, oh, God, it's horrendous. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'd be throwing up. <laughs> this is not a, I couldn't do any of this. The kendo sticks alone are meant to be quite painful. Yeah. And, you know, um, even the kendo sticks. It's bamboo, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you've seen, if you've watched the summertime that's just been, um, Dominic got some horrific... Uh, you know, marks from the kendo sticks. They, you know, there's no giving them. Like they, you know, bamboo across no. the back. It hurts. Yeah, you just got to take, it, haven't you? And Shane McMahon um, definitely does take it, and he he takes some big bumps. Yeah, I mean, how high up did he fall? Have you looked it up? Yeah, so it's about fifty feet. Fifty feet. Yeah, I believe so. So Shane wow. McMahon is climbing up the. Um, the structure of the SummerSlam, you know, um, arena, and um, as soon as you, as soon as they start climbing up, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. And well, 
Go on. You say that, but I, you know what's going to happen now because of things we've seen Jamie Man do, but I think at the time, you didn't. You didn't think this would, <laughs> that's what was going to happen. You just assumed he'd get down the other side or something. There's no way you would think they would fall that high. Now, this is for the people who don't watch wrestling anymore, may say it's fake, may criticise it. Shane McMahon climbs up 50 feet and sure, yeah, he's, he's looking down and he keeps adjusting his feet and he keeps looking down, you know, because he's obviously got somewhere in mind he wants to fall. Yeah. But the thing is, he's on, he's, on, he's got no, you know, once he's up there, it's just him holding on. If he fell back, if he slips, you know what I mean? It's probably hot and sweaty. There's so many different um, dangers in this stunt. But he yeah. climbs up and he falls like... He just uh, kind of jumps back, doesn't he, off the uh, the structure, and he falls onto this. I mean, I suppose it is sort of like a crash mat, but there's I know it's like um, wooden, it's like wooden pallets. Yeah, uh, you see still... the you see the wood fly up. Yeah, there's still cause for error. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he's flawlessly did it, uh, and he's always doing that, though, isn't he? Yeah. Do you remember, I mean, uh, wait, he's, he's one of my favourite wrestlers. Do you remember his match against uh, Kevin Owens and the Hell in a Cell? Yeah, him and Kevin Owens were, where, were so good together. When he was, he was doing an elbow drop off the cage, on, it was going to be on to Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn had to pull Kevin Owens off at the exact right moment for it to... For him just to go through the table. If Sami Zayn was late, then you know Kevin Owens would have been like massively injured. Um, but again, just he he just doesn't have any fear. No. Some of the things you've seen him fall off is just unreal. And he has he has he must have a match in the top ten best matches you'll ever see. Yeah. I think like you're probably thinking the. Kurt Angle one, aren't you? I mean, that's up there, isn't it? Uh, the King of the Ring, uh, where he yeah. falls through the glass. Yeah. I mean, we'll probably talk about that at some point, won't we? Because it's... That's an amazing match. And oh, yeah. I like this, for me, I always like the stories behind the matches of things that have, you know, gone on or gone wrong. And that one's just unbelievable to me. Some of the stuff happens that. Yeah, um, so, I mean, I'm going to sidetrack a little bit, but that match, basically, Kurt Angle through Shane... And it was meant to be um, like a sugar glass, weren't it, or something? But yeah, whoever, it wasn't. No, they, it, they <laughs> put in, was it pe- uh, plexiglass Pepper. in the stage? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it shattered, and it literally cut them all up. But, um, well, originally, Shane didn't go through it in the end. He, he hit the glass, and his head bounced off the concrete. Yeah. But being a stud, Shane was like, throw me through this glass. Took a few yeah. goals, but they did it. And that's what I love about Shane, you know. He does it for the business, and that's what that's what I like about him and them type of wrestlers. Yeah, definitely. Give it your all. And it shows, doesn't it? It definitely shows, especially in this match. Yeah. I mean, um, so um, he falls off, um, and then Steve Blackman steps down a few steps and then does an elbow drop onto Shane and gets the pin, and he, he wins the belt. Yeah. I was never a fan of Steve Blackman. Well, he's a good wrestler, but he has no personality. No. I um, think he's petty. 
his whole gimmick was that he was hard not a guy that you know didn't have a gimmick I think that was his gimmick he didn't have a gimmick but it just doesn't it's just it's just a bit boring he doesn't speak he doesn't show any emotion and that's why he, he essentially kind of fizzled out because he just you might you may have the best wrestling moves ever but if you don't have that gimmick that personality you know you're done for yeah it just doesn't work does it I mean that's why The Rock's done so um, well because The Rock has you know he has everything he's a one man machine of talent I mean I put Steve Blackman in with Ken Shamrock I don't really like him either and I think it's the same thing there was no real uh... I guess they never really did promos did they no I mean Ken Shamrock had a bit more personality um, but yeah it, there wasn't much in it Yeah, um, again, it's probably was it the would you say it was the match of the night? The Steelers show. Um, mm, I don't know the TLC match between that and the TLC match. Well, you've got a TLC match, yeah. Oh, what a match! We'll get on to that. I mean, yeah. So the, yeah. the next match, um, John, is the three out of two falls. Chris Jericho these. Uh, Chris Benoit. Yeah. Thoughts on this match? Top you through it. Uh, it's again, it's flawless, isn't it? It's, it's such a good match. Um, again, great story. I, I was a big fan of Chris Benoit, so I mean, I obviously feel terrible what happened, but it's hard to deny how good he was. Yeah. It's just. Yeah, it's just a shame. It's tarnished of what he's tarnished of. But, yeah, I think he was... Um, I mean, this is um, not... A co- I don't think he came... It wasn't long after he came in, so... I mean, I remember him from WCW again, and he was always a really good wrestler in there as well. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not always a fan of two out of three, because you always know how it's going to go. They usually draw into the last thing, and then it's kind of like, well, what's the point? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You may as well have just had the one and one. Why are you having if you're just gonna do the matches like this and it's gonna be like one, one nil, one oh, two one, two oh, and then it's three two. Why have that? Why you never see these matches where it's just bang on, it's three nil straight away. Um if it was I don't it, ever remember that event then. I don't even. If it was, you know, somebody won two nil, well they've won the match. Oh yeah, is it first to two? Well, well, it's I guess so, but you you don't see it happen, do you? No. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so you never see anyone just win two nil and that's it. It's always sort of drawing, isn't it? Mm. It's, I just don't see the point. Yeah, I'm with you on that, but um, I suppose it just gives a, a lengthier match, I suppose, uh, which I enjoy because <laughs> Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho. They're so good, like they know each other inside out, and they're just they're so technical and they're per, they're perfectionists, and it shows in the in the wrestling. Yeah, and uh, I mean these two were good friends as well, so mm. you know they they have each other's back. Chris Jericho is still as good as this, isn't he? Yeah. Um, 
what year did, did he come in the year before that? So that's the year he came well, in. Well, November, it was because um, they had the Titan Tron, you know, the countdown from 1999 going on to the new year. Yeah. So he's not long end, no. and he's doing pretty well. That's just a decent, decent match. Yeah. And, you know, th- when he does, you know, the line salt from the, from the ropes. Yeah. Um, I was like, I'm doing the line salt. Yeah. Like, have you ever have you ever done the walls of Jericho on someone? Uh, yeah, and I've only done it on myself because um, anything it'd be, anything of that it'd be that painful. But once yeah. you're in that position, like your thigh to like the back, the lower bit of your back, there's just it yeah. shoots down you, doesn't it? Like it's really painful. Yeah, you'd be tapping pretty quick, wouldn't you? Mm. Um, and the, the thing about I do like about this match is all the other matches have been kind of you know you know, what you consider proper wrestling matches. This has been like uh, you know, very technical and, you know, um, you know, grapples and, you know, uh, you know, submissions. Yeah, I think well, Chris Benoit was a kinda like your Bret Hart kind of wrestler where, you know, it was technical wrestling done well. Um, it wasn't flamboyant or anything like that, apart from obviously doing like the flying headbutt and stuff. Mm. But, um, yeah, I think he's, he's definitely, he's, he, he's one of the best, but we're not allowed to say that. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's terrible what's happened, but WWE have kind of wiped him from... I mean, do you, do you remember when the network first came out? Yeah. And if you were watching the Chris Benoit match, uh, in the build-up, they would blank him out. They wouldn't even say his name on commentary. It was just totally trying to wipe him out completely, which, you know, you can't do, really. But I get why they're trying to do it, but... I mean, it's a tough one, isn't know. it? Especially now. I mean, yeah. Because it's the PJ era now. Kids and families are watching it. And that means, you know, the dad's showing the kids, you know, what they used to watch and then the kids are going back and watching the old stuff and I think it's just yeah. trying to protect the business. I know, but I don't think they've made themselves look any better. Like we, you've watched the dark side of the ring about it, haven't Yeah. You? So, you know, there's a lot of science behind what actually happened. Yeah, I mean, if you if you if you're intrigued and you know want to know more and like want to know the actual proper story of what actually happened, if you watch a documentary, it's called The Dark Side of the Ring. Um, I think the the clips are on YouTube, the full episode, and you know you can find it on other stuff. It's worth a watch. You know, it's really interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, we shouldn't probably go too much into it, but it's just it's just one of those things. There's few wrestlers where that. Sort of happens, doesn't it? But back to the actual wrestling, um, great match. Like these two, I could watch all day long. Um, yeah. So far, SummerSlam has been sort of perfection, hasn't it, really? Uh, yeah. I've, yeah, every match has been entertaining, but that, as well, they've all been pretty short matches. But that's the thing, though, when you have right. so much talent. Now, the matches are so long because, I mean, big guys at the moment, you don't really have that many. You have, 
Roman Reigns, which have just come back. You have Drew McIntyre, um, Randy Orton. I mean, there's not that many, you know, big superstars. No. When, but just by looking at this fight card, you have, you know, you have Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, you have Undertaker, you have the Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian. I mean, there's so many big wrestlers. And that's just the undercard. Yeah. You don't even get to the main event. It's just, yeah, the talent's ridiculous and the characters are ridiculous. The amount of characters in this pay-per-view is just... You'd, you'd kill for one like that now. Mm. Um, so much personality in one pay-per-view is just unbelievable. And then we go on to what I think has stolen the show. The TLC match. So this is um, the Hardy Boys, the Dugly Boys, and Edge and Christian in a tables, lies, and chairs match. Holy shit, what a match. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the first one, isn't it? I think. And they delivered. the first one? Yeah. I mean, it was just, them three tag teams were three of the best tag teams you'll ever get. I mean, this match had um, everything. Like, there was big bumps, there was good wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was just... Uh, yeah, I mean, I always like a lot of the match. I think they're always interesting. But then to throw, like, tables and chairs in as well, is, I mean, they've made a pay-per-view out of it. Yeah, they even even um, at one point uh, tried TLC. What was it not tables, lads, and chairs and stairs? Stairs. Oh, that was yeah. That was. Let's not talk that about horrendous. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's much at all as well. I mean, you had Lita coming in as well, and just a bit of everything in it. I mean, the the Dudleys were great. Uh, the Hardys were great. What? I'm a big fan of the Hardys. What's your favourite, you know, spot in this moment? Your favourite moment in this match? Because there's a lot of spots in this match. There's a lot of spots, yeah. My favourite, I mean, Um, well, it's up there. The one, the bet where they stack the tables is, like, pretty decent. And then uh, Bubba Ray goes Uh, through the tables. Yeah. But when Bubba Ray goes through that table, like, because obviously it's, it's two tables on two tables, he falls so fast that they just the tables just explode yeah um yeah like that's why people think they're fake but they're not they're just real tables yeah uh what if i put mm, <laughs> I, I thought about the head the amount of headshots in this match as well by the way it was ridiculous well there's a moment um, I put. Scary there's a moment I put where um, one of the one of the Dougie boys um, smacks the ladder, um, and the ladder kind of does like a seesaw and smacks uh, Jeff Hardy right in the face. Yeah. And so the ladder comes springing up, and it just meets uh, his face, and oh god, it, it, I mean, it just looks horrendous. There's no way you can kind of. You know, save your face from taking that bump. I know, yeah. 
Um, I think they just took it on the chin though a lot of the time, didn't they? Quite, you know, quite, <laughs> quite literally. Like the the best thing at that time for you to happen was to what they call getting colour. So if you were bleeding, you know, it it made you look good because you were, you know, throwing that into the mat. Now here's an interesting uh, one, John. The one thing I noticed about this match though is the spear to Lita looks absolutely brutal that uh, Edge did to Lita. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like he looks painful. He, I I had to keep what I had to rewind it and rewatch it because I thought that she smacked her head on the ladder, but it's actually just the floor. Yeah, but her head smacked. It's just the floor. Is yeah, how she wasn't knocked out by that, I don't know. Because her head just plants the floor, doesn't it? Yeah, he goes for it, doesn't mm. he? Um, yeah. But now That's... here's an interesting one, John, because um, Edge and Christian get a lot of shit from the fans because um, they don't take many bumps during this match. It's all Jeff Hardy, it's all no. the Dougley boys, and Edge and Christian end up winning. And that's kind of the theme with these TLC matches. Edge and Christian kind of just let them take the massive bumps, you know, like Jeff Hardy jumping off the ladders and whatnot. And Edge and Christian still the win. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that makes him more of a heel. <clears throat> yeah. I was just about to say that. It's a typical heel move. You let everyone else do the work and you go in and get the win. And I think they were a heel at this point. I'm sure they were. Yeah. Um... I mean, it's hard. It, it's hard to recognise when someone's a heel or a babyface. Sometimes, because you end up, you could, if you're a good enough heel, you end up turning into a babyface. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I think no, I don't. I mean, it's the story of the match, isn't it? Everyone else does all the work, and they've stole the championship. I think that's a good enough story to tell. What What would you rather like? Out of, I wouldn't be able to pick between the Dudleys and the Hardys who deserve to win more. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Because they both did unbelievable spots, took massive bombs. Would it be fair if the Dudley boys won? Um, and then you go, well, what about the Hardys? And then, so I think Edge and Christian winning was probably the right move. Well, the only so argument you could say. The only argument you could say is that, you know, the Edge and Christian obviously speak and talk um, on the mic, and the Dudley boys they have you know they're allowed to speak. We you know and um, Devon is just, you know told to get the tables and you know they have their voices. When the Hardy boys, you don't really hear them talk at all. They they, they have no voice. No, not less time. Hmm. Um. I think there was just because I don't think they needed to at this time. Well, no, just... their voice was, I mean, them climbing up a 20 foot ladder and just doing yeah, it. yeah. Um, I think, yeah, because I mean, the hard boys this time, they just looked the real deal, didn't they? They were, they were cool. There was sort of of the time as well that was that sort of grungy kind of look they were going for. 
You know, I was just about to say that um, it was very sign of the times, you know, with that kind of 90s, kind of early 2000 look about them. Yeah. Um, but it worked. I'm still like a Hardy, Hardy Boys fan. Mm. Like my, I wear, I've got a Jeff Hardy jacket that I wear all the time. Um, uh, yeah, and I, I still like Jeff. Jeff Hardy, I think, you know, he's had his moments where he's, you know, fell off the wagon or what have you, but he's still a decent enough wrestler. Another we'll wrestler. We'll probably talk about later. I don't know. He's another wrestler, like Shane McMahon, who does whatever he wants. You know, he puts his body on the line just for the sheer entertainment, you know, and entertaining the fans. Yeah. Um, I mean, Matt as well. Matt Matt has his moments, but Jeff, to me, is always the one that, that pushed the limit a bit more. Yeah. Uh, Jeff was always my favourite compared to with the two. I don't know why. I think because of that, because Matt just did some ridiculous things. Yeah. I mean, this match... All the way through was like a holy shit kind of moment, you know. A lot of big bumps. Yeah, I really enjoyed I it. Wasn't there holy shit chance in this match? I'm sure there it was. was. There's quite a few. Um, because it, it's hard to comprehend that there was never a match like this before. This is the first one where it's sort of like it's all. Like, I mean, you have hardcore matches, sure, but nothing where it's sort of like. Nothing like that. I mean, it's, just, it's end to end. It's groundbreaking. It's end to end carnage. Yeah. How how they got out of that and managed to do another one? I mean, didn't they do three in total? So, yeah, something like that. I mean, one of my favourites was uh, SummerSlam. SummerSlam seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, that. I mean, one of my greatest matches. Like. Yet again, like this one, just more pumped up. It was just more hyped up. Yeah. I mean, they're always... Yeah, if, if, if they're done well, they're, they're always worth a watch. And I believe um, Edge and Christian won in, at WrestleMania 17 as well. Because oh. they had the go. table on top of the ladders. Right. Yeah, and they climbed yeah, up there. Yeah. Um, nice to see an appearance from Lita. Yeah. Well. I mean, Lita was a good wrestler from the start, I think. I think she was trained going into it. Now, just going back to China and Lita, put them two together. China was kind of, um, I mean, people used to call her a man. People, you know, people was really mean to her. But because Lita is a wrestler who has a fong out and is a bit more sexual, she got over with the fans, which is yeah, which is sad. It's very much of the time, though, isn't it? What WWE were going for. I mean, we'll talk about the next match, and you'll see what I mean. But like, it's what it's what yeah, it's how they portrayed women at the time, which you know isn't great. I mean, there were signs like people are allowed into the arenas with signs saying China has a penis. Yeah. Which I just think is just, I think it's just terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it wouldn't happen now, would it? It just wouldn't be allowed. Well, good. But, well, yeah, exactly, yeah. But I don't know. I, I just feel so sorry for China. I just think like, 
you know, she was just at yeah. the wrong time. I think if she was in it now, she would be should be fucking incredible. She had a pretty rough, you know, afterwards with choices she made. Um, not to go into detail with that, but like, yeah, it's such a shame. And she's, I mean, she should be in the whole thing. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I, I mean, I'm sorry. just says he won't, but I don't think it's right. I think she will eventually. I hope so. I mean, X Pac's in the Hall of Fame twice, I think, isn't there? With DX and as, as, NWO. Yeah. Um, and he was on the same video for the reason China's not allowed in. I think it's our politics, though. I think because of, you know, Triple H was with, so Triple H was dating China, and then he kind of was seeing Stephanie, Vince McMahon's yeah. daughter. And China got, kind of got pushed out. And there's a bit of awkwardness towards China and Stephanie. And Stephanie and China had some wrestling matches. And um, they just dropped China because it just wasn't worth the hassle. And, you know, it was Vincent Mann's daughter. And, you know, it's all politics, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I don't know. I think they'll change it at some point. I just think she was badly treated. Yeah. As well, I've noticed, like like I said, I've got WWE books, and they sort of only brush over um, what impact China had. They don't really go into detail. You'll mm. get a mention, but it's literally like one sentence, and it's like, well, she was a lot more than that at the time. Uh, yeah. But, okay, let's... Let's move on to something that I don't really want to talk about, but here we go. The next match, what is it, John? It's the most uncomfortable thing I've had to sit through for a while. <laughs> I just, there's nothing, it's a stink face match, which I just don't understand. I mean, there was a story to it, there's a reason that it. It's what was known as the popcorn match. Yeah, so it was uh, two female wrestlers. And it was a stink face match. So one of the women had to put their ass in another woman's, the, the opponent's face to win the match. Yeah. Hence the stink face match. Um, it was just terrible. There's a, there's a few things wrong with us. A few? One, well, one, they're both wrestling in high heel boots, which... It, it's so dangerous. <laughs> At one point, um, I think it's... Is it It's Kat? embarrassing. It's embarrassing to watch it. It's embarrassing. I mean, if they're going to... If WWE wants to, like, raise things that have happened, get this off. So it's Cat, <laughs> so, isn't it? Yeah, it's the Cat against... The Cat and Terry, wasn't it? Was it Terry? Yeah. yeah. So at one point, the Cat, her ankle, like, kind of... You know, you know, you know. If any women are listening to this, and you wear high heels and that out, and sometimes your ankle kind of does that little, you know, it kind of buckles with a high heel. I think it does during the rest of the match. These girls are running the ropes in these big high heels. <laughs> it's stupid. It's dangerous. Who's who called this match? It's ridiculous. I'm getting angry, right? Because, <laughs> like people, people say to me, time. people say to me, "Oh, you just watch it because the women." No, this match is ridiculous. <laughs> When I was watching this match, 
this was the time to go to the toilet or to get some food. Because I didn't, I didn't want to watch this shit. It was terrible. Is it the longest three minutes of your life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, it was yeah, just terrible. Just, yeah, but they did it, didn't they? They threw in these matches. But surely, you know, Kane and Undertaker, let them have 10 minutes. <laughs> like, I, just, I don't know what the point of this was. I don't know why. I, I genuinely don't know why it was a stink face match. I don't get why Rikishi was there. I don't know enough of the build-up, but from what I could gather, he had something to do with it. But like, yeah. So Rikishi, uh, a change finishing move isn't yeah. nothing to do with that. And that it should be. Surely it should be one of their finishing moves, not. Well, no, because what happened was on the week before, Rikishi stink faced. Um, I think it was Cat. Um, anyway, Rikishi stink faced one of them, and then. They want to get their own backs, and then they did it. You know, they said, "Let's put this match against each other." Um, but I mean, there's 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 another match. I mean, there's a, there's a few matches. If you don't know, there's um, a bras and panties match where the the to win the match you have to rip off the opponent's bras and panties, mm. which is ridiculous. And there was also yeah. mud fights. Like yeah, mud fights. it's just embarrassing. It's just. Terrible, and the women at this point, like they weren't even good wrestlers. No, they weren't even wrestlers. They were usually models. Which you know, there's nothing wrong with being a model, but like, they just wanted to be on TV. They had no interest in wrestling at all. And the thing that makes it that little bit, you know, more creepy is Jerry the King Lawler. I mean, I know he's meant to be here, but his commentary <laughs> is just shocking. Um, he's on about, um. Kissing, kissing them, and how he would, just, you know, he wouldn't mind kissing them, even though he had, a, they had a stink face. Um, yeah, it, it's just it's a just bit weird. Yeah, it wasn't the best, was it? That's how I'm going to say this match because it just annoys me. It's just a terrible match. I don't know whose fault. I don't know who idea it was. I mean, we've talked longer than it went on for about it. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was over pretty quick. This is the the. I imagine some. Guy in a big build with a big brown coat with a massive cigar going, right? I'll tell you what you need to do get two girls and have a match like this. You know what I mean? Just some creepy kind of promoter. It's yeah. Just... It's just, yeah. But I mean, the women, it's, it's mad that the women thought that they had to agree to stuff like this. Well, you know, it's, yeah, that's another thing. You know, the women, they do this or they don't get to be, they don't get to wrestle. I use the word mm. wrestle very loosely there. But, mm. I mean, I suppose if it weren't for these matches, you wouldn't have the women evolution, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, the wrestling from the women did get better. But, I mean, it's yeah. 20 years ago, so it's a while ago. It's a long time ago, but it's amazing what's happened in 20 years, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, I'm just glad that, like, you know, Charlotte Flair and Sasha Banks uh wrestling to their ability like they are so good you know that's what i want to see in women wrestling that's what i want the quality to be oh yeah definitely uh yeah let's move on because that was terrible match now the next match well go on yeah the next match is a weird one as well it's a waste of a match that's what it is john it's a what it's a waste of a match yeah so it's Kane, Vita and Taker, the build-up 
behind it is um, they were brothers, and then Kane turned on the Undertaker, and Kane slammed um, the Undertaker. He took slam him through the ring, which you didn't see that very often. So the Undertaker to fall like into the ring and the ring to kind of collapse was a big deal. Um, and it should have been amazing. Kane versus Undertaker, brother versus brother, yeah, coming together. I think the build-up was better than the match. Yeah, the build-up it, it, it was amazing. Like, this for me as well is like the best version of Kane. This is... This is him when he's at his best. Oh, do you think so? Just, yeah, I, I liked all that. All these get-up with the mask and how he looked and that. I liked that. Um, why? what's yours? I, I, I think that's his best. I like him about. just... <laughs> A few years prior, because on yeah. this one he has the vest on, doesn't he, with the flames? I like when he has yeah. the, the whole suit on. He's big, isn't he? He's yeah, proper belt here. And a key thing to remember at this point is the Undertaker already in two thousand is a legend. Yeah, and so uh, they had, they I like this match. That's American badass gimmick from Undertaker. I quite like as well. Yeah, it wasn't a bad gimmick. I mean, you don't take a country and you're wrong. Like, whatever he does, I used to like, the gold. Do you know when you... Do you remember, I think it was SmackDown 2 on the PlayStation? Yeah. Do you remember that when you went as Undertaker, you could use his bike as a weapon? Yeah. <laughs> I always liked doing that. That's far for that. Yeah. Well, right. at that so time, Kane, Kane was still a mystery as to who he even was. Was his face burnt? It was still going on that sort of storyline, which I quite like. Yeah, and it was. It's just a weird. It's just sorry. It's just a weird match because I don't know why is Undertaker trying to take his mask off. Yeah, so the match doesn't even start. I think does the ring announcer forgot? To, does he forget to ring the bell? I don't think it. I if I remember, I don't think this match started technically. It, it, yeah, the well, bell didn't ring. The commentators said it. The commentators were like, uh, the match hasn't even rung yet and this is happening. But I don't know if that's because they, they forgot to ring the bell because they were, they're wrestling it in the ring at, you know, at a certain time. It was meant to be um, like a no-holds-barred match, wasn't it? I don't know, but they, they're wrestling it in the ring and that's when the ring announcer should ring the bell, but he doesn't. I don't know, if yeah. he, I don't know for whatever reason, I don't know if he forgets or what. Um, and they have bit of a scrap like it's not I mean it's not to their standard of what the Undertaker and Kane can deliver and for some reason the Undertaker starts ripping off Kane's mask um, I don't know why he's never done it before um, and when he rips off the mask you can see the Kane's like eye makeup yeah um, which looks pretty pretty bad to be honest um, but that's that's would be a time where you would never even got a glimpse of that before no um, I mean, there is a good spot where uh, the Undertaker throws the steel steps, like he launches them at Kane, and the like. The sound it makes is is horrendous, and Kane even gets uh, busted up from the stairs. Yeah, that rebound off the stairs was yeah pretty bad. Yeah. Um. I mean, I quite like. This Undertaker I like as well because it's totally different from the normal Undertaker that you see. That sort of slow-paced Undertaker. 
taking his time and stuff. This is quite a, he's quite fast paced as, as a sort of American badass gimmick. Yeah, but it's just this match is just a waste because like nothing really, it never really kind of takes off. Yeah, again, I mean, seven minutes. I mean, these are all pretty short matches. They've thrown a lot into this pay per view. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nothing really happened. Like, I don't even think it's classed as a match because it didn't ring the bell. And then Kane kind of, um, so when his mask is is because his um, Kane's mask gets ripped off completely, and he's he's covering his face with his hair and his hands, and Kane kind yeah. of walks off, and that's the end. And it's just a bit weird. It's just it, there's no narrative to the actual match, really. No. Yeah. It's as if they just threw it in and didn't know where to go with it. Like I said, the build-up to it was unreal. I thought, oh, this is going to be a great match, but yeah. And, and it's not like it's not like Kane and Undertaker can't have a good match. They've had some brilliant matches. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, they've had some great matches together. I just thought sometimes it just doesn't work, does it? I don't think that's did. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, it... but then is it because? I mean, nearly every match, bar the Sphinx Face match, has been like an unbelievable, not an unbelievable match, but they've been pretty high up. Maybe, you know, it's it's probably just a good match on a great card. No, I disagree. I think it's just a terrible match. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough, but I don't know. I think... um, I don't think it's a terrible match. I don't think... I think it's just weird. It, was a, it, was, it wasn't a match. It was more like a little segue into, like... Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. uh, like a cutaway to something. It was just, yeah, it wasn't it, a match. It reminds yeah. me of, like, a little segment on Raw. Yeah. I don't know. Um, bizarre, bizarre match. Um, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not one to, to recommend to watch, to be honest. Um, yeah, it is what it is. So the next match uh, is the is the main card. Yeah. So it's I mean, yeah. Again, like we've talked, we've been speaking about this. The build up, the storylines, this match is done with perfection. You know, there's yeah. so many different elements. So it's Triple it's H. Quite. It's like reality TV. Yeah. And that <laughs> you sort of got to disbelieve that the cameras are there and you're just happening to see it. Like, do you not think it's weird <laughs> that Kurt Angle's kissing Stephanie McMahon and there's a camera there filming it? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. So, so this, match kinda... is, um, this match is Triple H, Reese Kurt Angle, Reese the. Uh, this match is Triple H, Kurt Angle, and The Rock. Now, The, the Rock and. Kurt Angle and Triple H have a bit of a dispute because Kurt Angle kind of keeps flirting with Stephanie and he even ends up kissing her. Yeah. So Triple H thinks that Kurt Angle's like Kurt Angle is after Stephanie McMahon and there's like it's sort of like a love triangle because Stephanie she kind of um when Kurt Angle kisses Stephanie, Stephanie um sort of like gives in and kind of kisses him back, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah, um, it's, yeah. 
And saying all this, it sounds like a, like you know a, a reality TV show, like you said. And it sounds bonkers when I'm saying it, but it was so good. <laughs> you kind of yeah, you can sort of kind of believe it as well. I think they don't get enough credit for how good actors they are because you're watching it and you're not thinking this is quite hammer. It's quite like well acted out as if it is sort of actually happening. Yeah. So um, the beginning of the match, but, Kurt Angle comes in first and he gets a microphone and he says, um, you know, I'm, he's not sorry for kissing Stephanie. He wants to show Stephanie what a real man is like. <laughs> Um, which yeah. Triple H bolts down the arena um, and enters the ring, and they start having a like a tussle even before the match has started. Yeah, um, yeah. Just Kurt Angle. He, for me, he was always best when he was a heel. Yeah, and yeah, he's a he's a decent enough heel here, isn't he? But now this is the thing, right? This is there's an interesting twist on this match because Triple H and Kurt Angle are wrestling. The Rock still is backstage, and they go over to the Spanish announce table, and uh, Triple H gets Kurt Angle on the announce table, and he's about to pedigree Kurt Angle, and he um, as he's about to like kind of jump up and like kind of slam him down onto the Spanish announce table, it kind of gives way, doesn't it? And yeah, Angle smashes his head off the floor. Oh yeah, I remember this. Um, yeah, that happened. <laughs> uh, pretty, in fact, didn't they use it in like the advert for like "Don't try this at home"? Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, because I mean, instantly it, it just it looks it looks really bad. He smashes his head off the concrete, and. Triple H, the camera's still on him, and Triple H rolls him over and see Triple H talking to him. Triple H knows there's something wrong. Now, I had to turn the volume up, but Angle tries to get up, and he Angle tries to sit up, and uh, Triple H says to him, "Lie down, stay down, stay down." Yeah. And, uh, Angle's eyes are rolling in the back of his head. Well, he, the, he doesn't know the what. Comment, the commentary said that, didn't it? They said, um, "I." remember this I was because I've, I've written this down as well like I've written Kurt Angle is not alright in this match he's definitely away with the fairies yeah he just looks like he's just out um, of it like if that was now they would you know just take him out of the match but they, they used to carry on and, and did but I mean being, um, being a professional Triple H like pins him down says stay down Triple H goes under the ring and pulls out a um, sledgehammer and hoists it up like a trophy for, you know, yeah. to spare a few seconds. And then you just hear the rock's music. And that's when the rock comes running down the uh, entrance. And um... Um, yeah, just do you not think a sledgehammer is the most ridiculous weapon you could use? In the fact that it would literally kill you. Yeah, like. You know I've been doing some housework and stuff, and I had a bias sledgehammer. And <laughs> I guarantee that if I hit you with a sledgehammer, you wouldn't get back up at all. Sounds like a challenge. 
<laughs> <laughs> it's honestly, I dropped it on my toe once and it was sore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, how he's hitting so many people with their sledgehammer and not killing anyone, I don't know. But, you know, it's part of the, the <laughs> it's just part of it, isn't it? It's a good weapon for him. It's iconic, isn't it, for Triple H? Yeah, it is iconic. I love. Do you remember that time where it's a great shot where Stephanie McMahon gets it from under the ring? She just sort of holds it up to him. The shot of the look on her face as she holds it up to him is just. <laughs> can't remember who it was against. Uh, God knows. It's probably against Roman Reigns or someone. Um, yeah. I just thought it's a ridiculous weapon. Like. <laughs> You, you honestly, out of all the weapons, that's the one where I'd be like, no, no chance. <laughs> um, yeah, the rock coming in. I mean, the rocks, this is peak rock, isn't it? Yeah, well, they have basically a one on one match, um, and it pans to cut and go on. Um, he's I've made a note here of everyone's age in this match. I don't know why. I think I was just amazed at how old they are. How old do you think the rock is in this match? Uh well what is it two thousand um well I've wrote down the ages for you can tell you it must be like mid twenties it's twenty eight twenty eight oh okay which these days that's pretty old for a wrestler I would say apart from obviously you get like your AJ Styles and stuff but twenty eight I I was expecting to be a bit younger than that yeah I would have thought so. Triple H is 31. Is he? Yeah. And uh, Kurt Angle was 31. So, they are, yeah, they are quite old in this. Yeah, I would have thought they were a bit younger. They all look pretty young, though, I think. I was surprised by how old they are. Yeah. I think it's just because the rock, because you see the rock all the time now, and I'm like, how old is the rock? Um, <laughs> the rock doesn't age. We, he's 48, the rock. So. But it still looks so young, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, well, he's just, have you seen that he's just bought XFL? Yeah, that should be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I quite like XFL. I managed to watch a couple of games. Um, but yeah, I think Rock here is, yeah, definitely the peak. This is like, he's on the up. But I mean, I'm a bit disappointed that it's just one on one match because I, you know, I really want Kurt Angle to get involved. If, I think if Stone Cold was available, where would he be on this card? Would he be in this match? No, it, it would because it wouldn't. This match wouldn't exist if Stone Cold wasn't around. I think right. if Stone Cold would be just a one on one against uh, maybe Triple H or like The Rock. Yeah. The one thing that kind of disappoints me is the Rock isn't in the build-up for this match at all. Like he's just a, it just seems like a an afterthought, which is a shame because he's the champion. Yeah, well, I mean, it's all about storylines, isn't it? It's all about you know what catches you, and it, at the moment, it's just mm. Triple H and Kurt Angle. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, well, yeah, you know, even though Kurt Angle is is on the sidelines getting. Treated by paramedics and stuff. It's still a good match. Um, there's, a, there's one mistake I've wrote down as well. Is El Hebner. Bless him. Because this is a no disqualification match because it's a triple threat. Mm. 
and he started doing a 10 count. Right, and okay. The, comment- the, the commentators picked up on it and were like, why is he doing a 10 count? Because that that doesn't matter in this match. <laughs> he doesn't know the rules. I mean, you find that a lot. You find that, like, uh, I've seen it recently where some wrestlers have, have pin- uh, tried to pin a wrestler and th- there's no pinfall. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just thought that was funny that he'd. I mean, he's meant to, he's meant to be in charge of the match. Referee is the one in charge of the whole match. Yeah. To be, <laughs> don't know that you can't do a ten count. I don't know. Made me giggle. Um, yeah, he had a bit of everything this match. Uh, I like the double turn by Kurt. The sort of it looks like he's about to help Triple H and decide he's not. And then. Yeah. Triple H, Hart and Stephanie. Uh, yeah. I mean, and... Uh... I mean, it... is the people's elbow one of your favourite moves or not? No. I like Why? <laughs> I mean, it's fun, yeah. <laughs> it is fun. I like it, but it's not my favourite move. Not my favourite um... feature. Well, have you heard the story about how that came about? Yeah, he did in a dark match, didn't he, or something, and everyone was like... Yeah, he was in a... No, I think it was at a house show, and they were all, like, doing a bet going, right, in this match, you've got to come up with, like, the, the shittest move you can and do it. And the vote was like, right, I've got one. And he did it, and it started getting over. So, like, he, <laughs> that's how it came about. He's trying to make, like, the most ridiculous move and start doing it. Well, it's similar with the um, with the spinneroonie with Booker T. Yeah, I like. Yeah, that's funny as well. Isn't it? When you try and get Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, you've been to. We've been both been to house shows, haven't we? They're totally different from what you see on Raw and that. They're always a bit more fun. And, well, I think and it's because they're not too serious. I think it's because you're... more of the show. I think it's just because you're, you know, you're in the audience, and it just, it just feels like a, you know, more elect- electrifying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That I was a bit, I was surprised at the Rock one because there was no like, that's what I was going to say because he wasn't in the build up. I was just thought, oh, did the Rock lose this one. Um. Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't look at any results. I watched it as it came, so I didn't want to know who won what. Um, so I was expecting either Triple H or Kurt Angle to win, but well, I just wonder to... if Kurt Angle hadn't been concussed, um, whether it would have played a bit different. I think the Rock still would have won, but I wonder if yeah, Angle... they've sort of had, they've had to call an audible, haven't they? And hmm. got to see what goes. So I mean, that was SummerSlam 2000. Like I said, tomorrow the 27th, it would be. Um, 20 years since that pay per view. I mean, it was hell of a, a pay per view. Yeah. Um, Are we going to talk about what I got you to watch or not? Yeah. So, like, John, uh, he used to love, you know, ECW and WCW. And, and as a kid, I didn't really watch it. I kind of watched, um, you know, D- uh, WWF and WWE. But he, he asked me to watch um, what was the event called? Um, it's called New Blood Rising. It's, so, yeah. 
so this, this is a pay-per-view that was held in the same month as the SummerSlam. And the difference in quality is just unbelievable. Like, you can see why WCW went under big time. Now, I understand WWE, or, or WWF at this point, had a lot more money. But yet again, you know, um, money's not everything. You can have all the money in the world, but still not have a good wrestling show. Um, yeah. But this WCW pay-per-view, the entrance, that the actual, you know, um, set was very basic. It looked like a wrestling arena you get at Butlins. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it was just... It was just poorly put together. Like, I mean, the actual setting, you know, the the promos and stuff. Yeah, I think at this time, you know, there was starting this. They lost a lot of wrestlers to WWE, but also, um, Time Warner had bought had been bought over by AOL, so they were trying to sort out sort of sort of businesses they had, which one of them was WCW, so they were trying to basically just cut, cut corners and not spend as much money on them and putting people in charge that didn't know what they were doing and with us you can clearly see, I think I think Vince Russo was in charge at this point, I'm sure he was Well, the first match is um, something like a, a Money in the Bank match but instead of a briefcase to win, you know, to for a title match, it's to win a recording contract and a gold record and a gold record. Yes, um, don't forget the gold record. Oh no, I can't forget that. So the the <laughs> first tag team that comes on are like a Backstreet Boys wrestling trio, <laughs> and they start singing the song, and it's oh my god, it's, it's, it's horrendous, right? What's ridiculous about this is they come on with Tank Abbott. Now, Tank Abbott was a respected sort of cage fighter, and he's singing this song. I just don't understand what I was watching. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> it, the ma- right, we're not going to go into detail on all these matches. None of these matches make any sense. They had a ladder match for a gold record, right, which means nothing. Like, Right, you've got a gold record. It doesn't mean you've actually got a gold record. You've got a recording contract. Who with? It was just, it was just pointless. Pointless. Absolutely pointless. Yeah, it wasn't thought thought out. Um, this is. I mean, this pay per view is famous for one match. The next one with the Great Murder isn't it? That wasn't that bad, but it wasn't great. But the next match after that was the famous. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. Oh, God, this is ridiculous. So they have his mother on a forklift. (laughs) I I just, it's just bizarre. Right, for one, right, I'm not a big fan of um, a weapon on a pole match. The idea with a weapon on the pole match is that you try and get the weapon off the pole and use the weapon and you win the match, right? It's not the best of matches to have. But that's what's happening. What was the point in this? Why was his mother on a forklift? I have no idea. I still don't understand that 20 years later. <laughs> I mean, at this time, from what I can see, it's just like the, it's just a low budget kind of wrestling company that are just trying bizarre things. That was, 
Canyon's a pretty good wrestler, by the way. And also in that first match where Shane Helms was in free count. Yeah, I know. And, you know, the first match had some all right moments, like, you know, Shane Helms. And there's, some, there's some good wrestlers. It's a very bad gimmick. Yeah. But there's some good wrestlers in this pay-per-view, but they're just not... They're just wasted. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you had that... I mean, you've got Rey Mysterio in the next one as a referee. Yeah, I mean, what's that about? Yeah. And the t- he doesn't have a mask on because, um, if I remember rightly, um, Eric Bischoff thought he was too look- good-looking a guy to have a mask on. <laughs> Not understanding sort of the history of like Mex- Mexican wrestlers wearing masks. That's what I mean. It's just not very thought out. Mm. Uh, what else is on this match? You had Billy Kidman. Also a good he wrestler. He was a good wrestler as well. Yeah. I, I thought he would have made it better in WWE, but he doesn't, did he? No. Um, I mean, the most disappointing match in this is the Sting match. So, he was against... So, they had this deal with Kiss as in Kiss the Rock Band, where they performed at a pay-per-view and they also introduced their own wrestler called The Demon, who would wear Kiss makeup and wrestle. But he wasn't a very good wrestler. And also Kiss ended up not what... I think he might have been called Kiss Demon. Not sure. He's called The Demon here. He wrestles Sting and it's one of the worst Sting matches I've ever seen. It went on for 52 seconds. <laughs> and why, I mean, you know, respect this thing, but why didn't he just go? Well, he, he, he didn't want to jump so ship. Good. I know, but uh, it's just, honestly, <laughs> it's painful. I can't believe he stuck out for stuff like that. Putting them in a squash match. Yeah. Um, you had the, I mean, there's so many bad matches. I wouldn't watch it. Don't watch it. Don't waste your time. I had to waste mine. But I think our point, <laughs> our point is, is that, you know, WWE at this point was, it had everything. It had the money, it had the storylines, and then companies like WCW just were very low budget, kind of just trying things just for the sake of it. It was very pointless. I mean, the, main, the main event wasn't bad. Jeff Jarrett. The main event was uh, Booker T against Jeff Jarrett yeah. in the championship. wasn't that bad. The one before that was pretty bad, where it was Kevin Nash against Goldberg and Scott Steiner, was just... Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know how I feel about Kevin Nash. I don't think I like him. Mm, it, but, yeah. I mean, he called you Carrot Top. Person. Do you remember that? Mm. <laughs> um, but because the build up to this, they're using a lot of terms to get rid of kayfabe. So they're talking about he keeps like saying, "Oh, I'm going over," as in you know, I'm going to. He literally told everyone the result of the match. He was like, "Is in my contract? I'm going to be winning this match." And it's just like, well. Why are you doing that? You're spoiling the sort of the concept of the whole show by saying, you know, you're winning. 
well, didn't say, I'm going to beat Goldberg and Scott Steiner. He was like, I'm going over. It's in my, it's my creative control kind of thing. I don't, know if, I don't know if by this time they just didn't really care. You know, the new WCW was failing. They were getting paid no matter what. The reason none of these people came over, you think of who came over in the, um, the invasion. Kevin Nash, Goldberg, Scott Steiner weren't there. Because they're all on like ridiculous contracts. But yes, the full way one for this. I can't believe Sting. Sting's just. Yeah, it was, it was, I can't believe how bad it was. JD Bagwell in a forklift match. I mean, what is that? Well, I still can't believe I watched it. Like, no. Just no. Well, it's chalk and cheese right. between that and, and WWE. Such a difference in, like, quality is... I mean, I just did it because I thought, oh, it'll be interesting. But, I mean, I was watching WCW at this point, and I don't remember it being that bad, but obviously it must have been. I quite, I, I quite like Vampiro. I thought he was a decent enough wrestler as well. But, yeah... Difference in class. There you go. Don't watch it. <laughs> this is my recommendation. What SummerSlam? SummerSlam 2000 was. I think we picked a good year. It was. It was a great year. It had, every, it had all your classic stars. Um. So yeah. It's quite hard to pick the best match. Do you think the best match is the TLC? Um, I'd say so. TLC, yeah. I don't know, because I, I like the Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho match as well. Shane McMahon match was uh, pretty up there, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a tough one to pick the best match. His, wasn't that his first... I know he was champion, but wasn't it like his first match, his first proper match? Because the hardcore match was that, um, like, 24-7 rule, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm sure it was one of his first matches, because he, he still had the No Chance in Hell music. Okay, yeah. That, I mean, that would make sense, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, it, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd recommend watching it. Talking about first matches, John, let's go over to SummerSlam. Uh, 2020, Dominic Mysterio. Yeah. <laughs> we started with them. Well, I just thought it was a good segue. Um, <laughs> but that was, I think that was the best match of SummerSlam this year. Yeah. I was a bit like, I was a bit iffy about Dominic. I thought, is he going to be that good of a wrestler? Um, I, think, I think that's what made it good. I think I was surprised because... I don't know. For me, it doesn't look like he's going to be any good, but he actually was pretty good. He did really good. Did and, well. you know, the narrative, you know, from start to finish of that match was so good. They did it, you know, perfectly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he did. He's definitely, uh, I hope they give him a chance of, like, more more matches. Yeah, he deserves it. He's a good wrestler. Again, like I said, to be a good wrestler, you've got to sell well, and he was selling pretty well. 
it's not all about the the winning of the match. It's how you how you look when you're taking a punch or you're taking you know the the moves and that. And I think he did really well with that. I'm still not a hundred percent sold on this. Rey Mysterio's got one eye, I think. Yeah, it's, yeah, I know it's a bit. It's a bit, it's all... a bit weird, but... <laughs> but um, yeah, all in all, I think it's pretty good. I mean, it, it was a good pay per view, really, because I mean, WWE have, in the recent years have had this potential of a pay per view being really good, and then it just hasn't really paid off. Yeah, I think. I think it's good. It's it's alright. Yeah, it's watchable. It wasn't like. Why the dominant match? I don't think there's anything amazing on it. I mean, the Apart Roman Reigns, from... uh, you know, comeback was was good. I, back, I, I yeah. didn't see that come in. To be fair. No, I mean that was the tagline, wasn't it? Yeah, I just I want to I want to know who this you know this, um, uh, retribution. I want to know who they are. You know, because I think that's really interesting. I think they can potentially have some really good moments, you know, once they unveil who they are. Because, I mean, it could be anyone. Yeah. Could be I'm C- hoping it's some people that we know, but... It could be CM yeah. Punk. I mean, it probably isn't. But, I mean, wouldn't it be good if it was CM Punk and, like, you know, some old-school wrestlers like uh, maybe that like Wayne Barrett. I know he's, he's coming back to NXT, but, you know, like some kind of wrestlers making a comeback. Yeah. Wrestlers that feel like they've been, um, they feel like they've been duped by WWE. Maybe. I mean, Finn Balor's been out for a while, hasn't he? Yeah. I could see him being in that role. It, it may be like someone big that we know, and then he's, you know, got maybe like lesser down people. I don't know. But WWE, you know, they have this thing where they have this potential, and they reel you in, and then there's just not a payoff. So probably <laughs> it's probably going to be no one, and it's not going to lead to anything that exciting, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't think there's any other matches that stuck out. I mean, the women's championship matches were very good. Yeah. Uh, you notice there wasn't since there wasn't um, a tag team match on it. Um, thingy match. Uh, there wasn't a SmackDown tag team match with uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and thingy. and Cesaro. Cesaro, yeah. What are they calling themselves? Have they got a name yet? I don't think so. I think it's just Shinsuke and Cesaro. They need a name. Definitely the name. Yeah, but I mean, what could you call him? There's, there's nothing that really fits <laughs> fits well. Uh, don't know. Get pe- Why don't people send in suggestions for that one? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I'll, I'll do a whole thing about this, people sending in suggestions at the end. Um. Uh. Do you know that's the first. SummerSlam since 2011 that Brock Lesnar's not featured. Oh, really? That long? Mm. I knew it was a while, but I didn't know it was that long. Yeah. But, you know, I'm All hoping right. that this SummerSlam is just a, just a little build-up towards payback, where payback is going to be 
uh, yeah, again, yeah. I'm excited for payback. Mm. But it's you know, it's whether do, do, uh, it's WWE are going to deliver. What did you think of uh, the main event? Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it was all right. You know, um, I like to see the Bray Wyatt character. It's just Bray Wyatt in total. It's just a magnet, and it just draws you in. It does, yeah. And um, yeah, it just makes it really interesting. Like, I, it's usually I can't wait to see what he's going to come up with next because. But I feel like clever. it doesn't have anyone as big as him to kind of go against. No, he, I think I said to you this week, and I? I think him and he wants to go against Finn Balor as um, the demon. I think that'd be a great match. Yeah, he needs that kind of like someone on his kind of level just to have a really good match. I mean, his, yeah. ma- his matches are good anyway, but I just feel like if it's someone to his quality, you know, his style, it would just be, it'd be nuts. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I hope he, he carries on with the title, but I can, I've got a feeling they're going to give it to Roman. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, Roman is like, you know, Vincent Mann's big big dog, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, he looks like Motley at the minute. <laughs> Them teeth. Yeah. I don't understand why he's done that to himself, but, you know, each to their own. Uh, uh, I mean, it was a surprise him coming back, because I thought he would be out for a while with the whole COVID thing, but... So did did you enjoy? Did you enjoy SummerSlam this year overall? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's watchable. I don't think I'd watch it again. But then there's not many times recently where you, you could say that about many. I think it was the Street Fight was good. I like the Street Fight. I think that was the match of the definitely the match of the pay per view. Uh, the loser leaves WWE match was a bit weird. What was your thoughts on that one? On the the what were they have to leave? Uh, Mandy Mandy Rose against Sonya Deville. Well, these matches just a bit weird anyway because is she just going to quit and just go and just leave? I don't think that's the case. That's not going to happen, is it? No, I think Sonya Deville apparently is changing her name. Oh, is that is that how she's going to get around it? I think so. And why wasn't it hair vs hair match? Like they didn't really they changed it, and then they didn't really, you know, um, comment on the fact apparently, that it had been um, changed. Apparently, Vince McMahon wants to have the hair match still, but he doesn't know when. He said in the future it will come in. But they changed it, and then they just didn't really comment why it'd been changed. They just ignored it and just carried on as it was. You know, you be you get fired from WWE. Hmm. I don't know. I think it was changed, sort of. No, because it was mentioned on SmackDown about that. Because I watched SmackDown this week, mm-hmm. and uh, she came in, and they, they just made it. They did. It's made it a no disqualification match. It doesn't make any sense. Why go from one to the other? <laughs> when do things make sense? Oh. Um, I don't know. 
Did you hear about Rusev this week? Rusev? Yeah. I don't think so, no. He, he's done an interview somewhere, but he's talking about the whole Rusev Day thing. Okay. And how... So, it obviously got over big time, didn't it? With yeah. Like, with Vince McMahon was adamant that it wasn't working. And Rusev was like, but the crowd's all doing it. And apparently Vince McMahon was like, no, they're just taking the mick out of you. They, they're making fun of you. Right. Like, listen to them. And Rusev was like, but all my merchandise is like selling out. And apparently Vince McMahon was like, because we're not making enough, that's all that is. It's not working. We're going to end it. Which I find bizarre. Well, I think Vince McMahon in the last few years have kind of lost his touch. Yeah. I just... It baffles me. That, uh, Rusev was good. I just this baffles me. This is what happened when he gets old, yeah. you know. I think he's just losing his touch. He used to be on the money <clears throat> at every point, but now... Yeah, I mean, he's not there as much now. No. Um... But, yeah, I just don't know. I don't know what's going on. What to say? What do you think about payback? Um, see, now, this is the thing, right? It is really interesting. And WWE have amazing talent of reeling you in, getting you all excited, thinking it's going to be a massive, you know, they're going to deliver, and then it just it just doesn't. So... No. I don't know. We'll see. I'm intrigued. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. I'm excited for Big Dog, for Roman Reigns to return. Um, no, he, he looks jacked. We never know. It's weird that it's a pay-per-view a week later. Yeah. Um, apparently, they just want to try it out, see how it goes. And also, because they have such a good storyline building from SummerSlam, they want to build it over to Payback. That's what their response was, but to know we'll mm. see what happens at payback where there is a big storyline that delivers. Did you watch Raw this week? I did, yeah. Um Keith Lee was a weird um was a weird one. He came in and his his knee pads were down his ankles. Yeah. The music was different as well, wasn't it? The yeah. Tennis just changed everything. Yeah. Is there a reason? I don't know. But I don't know why. Keith Lee vs Randy Orton is going to be a good match. Yeah. I'm excited for that because, you know, they're both... I think they'll, they'll work really well together. Mm. I like Keith Lee, you know. He's he's kind of... You know, he's got that package. He's got everything, hasn't he? He's, he's a smooth talker. He's got the look. He can wrestle. Yeah, it'd be interesting though for the let him go. Yeah. We know they have this sort of tendency to just drop people. Um, yeah. I think if he has a good match at payback, I mean, it can be, you know, the one that does it. Yeah. Um, what other matches are on? You've got the triple threat as well with um, Wyatt, Strowman and Reigns. Yeah, should be. I mean, I don't want to say too much because, you know, I'm excited. I think there's going to be... It has potential. I'm just waiting for, to see if it delivers. Because you know what you know what it's like nowadays, you know? Um, 
Well, it's the same old, isn't it? We get excited and then they just drop things and it's just like, right. Well, that's my point. That's why I'm just, just going to see. I'm just going to see how it goes. But right. it, has, it has potential. <laughs> it has potential. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, they've dropped this sort of PG thing, haven't they? I believe so. And I mean, whether they can continue with that, I don't know. But I hope they do. And I hope that'll kind of give it just a bit more edgier kind of storyline. Because I think that's what it needs. Yeah. I mean, do you think that's. That means that Vince McMahon was listening to the podcast last week because that's what I said. Uh, maybe. <laughs> or maybe just Triple H is um, finally getting, uh, you know, the torch passed over to him. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've, they've changed it to TV 14, I think it is. Um, good. It's, it's good. It's good. No. But you can see it. I mean, yeah. There's, there's been things in it and you'd be like, right, this definitely isn't PG. Yeah, because they've used the word like bastard, haven't they? Like bitch. And they've used like the, you know, a few swear words that are kind of, um, you know, that they yeah. hadn't, they wouldn't use before. Yeah, definitely. What do you think of um, Raw, what's it called? Raw After Dark, is it? Raw Underground. Oh, no, Raw Underground, that's the one. Um, it's <laughs> such an dark. interesting idea. But, I, I don't know, it's not quite there. Yeah, I don't feel like they're doing anything with it. Um, I get it. I get it's, like, meant to be... It doesn't make any sense. Like, it's it's like the brawl for all idea. Because you're kind of saying, right, what out there is just wrestling and then yeah, they're actually fighting each other. Like, what's the... What am I meant to take from that? Well, it's meant to be like a fight club, you know, like there's no rules. You just kind of go in, you know, get you any disputes that. out of the way. Have... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it looks cool. It does look good. It looks good um, and it's such a good idea, but it's it's not quite there for me yet. There's no one been in it that you've been that excited to watch, I feel. What you need is like Wait, a proper... Um, sort of like street fighter big kind of character to just beat the shit out of everyone and kind of just have like an unbeaten you know record yeah, like, like like a winner stays on kind of yeah. thing um yeah I mean it'll be interesting how they go with it it's got to be going somewhere surely well we'll see like I said a lot of these storylines they do have a lot of potential but that's one them. They don't normally. They don't really pay off like you would think. No. Uh, just have to wait and see, won't we? Um. So we got. I think we're gonna end it there, John. Okay. You sound a bit upset about that. <laughs> uh, I can't believe how long we've been talking. To be fair. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. If you've enjoyed uh, listening to the podcast, please subscribe to us. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere that you get your podcast from, you can find us. You can also like or give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Turnbuckle Talk Podcast. Please contact us with any messages, any questions, anything you want to get in touch with, feel free, give us a message. 
like I said, we're on Facebook and, and Instagram. My name's Kim Cooper, and I'm joined by John Dugan. And uh, we'll see you again for episode three.